we are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the J. Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Hey, everybody. It's John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur here and host of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. Tonight, we have a really great show, but we have a guest for you tonight, and our guest is Dr. Michael Nucitelli, uh, who is going to be talking to us about some really interesting things when it comes to technology and what your loved ones are doing and maybe how that may be affecting um, how their life might be affecting that and vice versa and just some things that maybe you wouldn't be totally aware of. Uh, so he'll be joining us a little later uh, in the program. Uh, please help me welcome uh, Marcus Hart, our trusty co-host. How are you doing tonight, Marcus? I'm doing fine. <laughs> good, nice good, good, nice good. to see you again, John. Nice to see you again, too. Uh, so uh, with getting getting going and with you know things being a little quiet in tech this week, uh, we still have we still have some interesting things that were that were actually were happening. And um, one thing that was you know coming to play is if any of you out there are, are gamers, um, Nvidia's on a roll, aren't they, Marcus? They certainly is, John. Like uh, they've been getting a lot of Raven reviews. It's quite interesting. Uh, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Um, you, you're the tech guy. You got more of the yeah, insight so, on it. So the RTX 3000, and then you got the Quadro and the Tesla, right? That's what they had. Well, the thing now is there's no more Latin sounds. Um, they decided to make things, I guess, more normal sounding. Um, the A6000 and the A40. Uh, I, I wonder how that's actually going to make uh, life for these people. Is, is that going to make sales, you think, go up or down, Marcus? It's definitely helping me out, you know, as someone who's just a novice at this thing and learning from you, it, it, you know, having something that I can actually pronounce without struggling, I, I'm more keen to like, you know, investigate it a little bit more. It's more attractive now. That also means, Marcus, they got to kick the price down a little bit, because if we can say yeah. the product... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's the that's the killer part because uh, you, when you told me the price of it, I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the GA one hundred two GPU, okay. Uh, actually, it has the same. The RT thirty eighty and the thirty ninety have the same GA one hundred two uh, processing unit, so uh, that's pretty good. And this new card, which is the A six thousand E forty, it has Marcus. Get this: forty eight gigabytes of VRAM. Isn't that out of sight? That's out of sight. You know, that's that's totally totally a lot of horsepower that we that we pushing right into uh, to that to that RAM. Uh, the, uh, so uh, I bet you want to know how much this puppy costs, don't you? Yeah, I, I, can I can I guess, John, for the audience? You 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 can guess. Do you want to get a drink first or no? <laughs> I might need one afterwards because uh, if I was reaching in my wallet, I might not be able to afford it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say twelve hundred bucks. Uh, is that your down payment, Marcus? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm guessing about down payment and then financing afterwards. All right, so so let's go by. So the street price on this is a little over four grand. The MSRP wow. is three thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and no cents. Get that. And, um, you know, that's the thing. I, I'm not going to tell you where you can get them because, again, they're not giving us credit to mention the stores, but they're major stores. And one of the big ones on there uh, that we buy from a lot of times is actually having the product for $38.45 and no cents. But that's still an expensive video card. That is. You know, when, when you think about that, you know, it, it seems to me that they, they, they rather you, you know, just tear your whole whole uh, your whole computer apart and, 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 and reinvent something yourself before you go out and, and purchase these things. So I don't know who they're marketing to. It seems like they, they're going after the millionaires. Yeah. And, and now with the with the virtual RAM being on board, the VRAM, uh, you know, I think I think they really made this card overkill. Uh, I mean, the price tag. I really don't think that's necessary. And uh, the um, the thing about it now is it's passively cooled. So the A Ford is passively cooled, and it looks kind of something out of like a spaceship. There are a lot of fins on the thing, Marcus, a lot of fins. So because of this, uh, that means it's going to be apropos for these high-density environments like uh, data centers. So I guess that's why they want to charge the big bucks for this puppy. See, they don't want this to be sold for Mike or Joe's home computer. No, 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 no. Right. They're going for the data centers. They're going for the crunching. But again, this was supposed to be a video gaming. They're trying to put this in like the CAD applications. They're trying to go into those mm. applications where, you know, cloud never supported uh, really CAD or anything like that. They're trying to change that whole world. So I don't know. I, I, I just feel that. And then when they make one change, Marcus, the card is going to drop in price probably a few thousand dollars we saw what happened with the other video cards right yeah we we saw that you know it, it's no it's no su surprise it's, it's no surprise what what many of these are doing they're trying to turn a profit very quickly uh they they invest so much knowledge and and research into these things and so they, they want to get their profits right away which which makes total sense i i, I don't blame them you know but at the same time you know it, it leaves a lot of people who were waiting for these things to roll out kind of disappointed right. that, that that's that's right now the one thing i want to tell you is you know if you're looking at something the the um the consumer card okay uh the rtx 2080 one of the most powerful consumer graphics cards that was available uh, as of August, and now they're coming with the NVIDIA RTX, like I said, 6,840. So we really changed, um, I guess, the landscape to where they're going. And I believe, Marcus, they're not going after that home video market. They're not going after the Fortnite customer, okay? Um, this thing is really sexy. It's very sleek. Um, and just the way it looks, it's like a, it, it's a card and the way they have the fins on the top, I mean, it looks really chic. I mean, they put the nice little gold NVIDIA logo on it. Um, and this thing is a killer powerhouse. Uh, but to outclass something that was 1500 bucks, the 3090, I mean, that's just sick. You mentioned it on on like on an earlier episode about you know how the data data centers are like you know they're going to be ho hosting a lot of a lot of this storage like you know like I mean you know yeah even you know even the uh, the 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 uh, storage packs are getting you know um, pretty we're going to start seeing we're going to start seeing Marcus you know we talked about megabytes we talked about yeah. gigabytes 
We're talking about terabytes as an everyday word. Everybody knows what a terabyte is. We're going to start talking about petabytes. I'm not talking about anything yeah. obscene here or anything uh, that would allude to our next guest that he knows and has expertise on. But uh, a petabyte, okay, uh, is going to be when you have the larger unit of the terabyte. So, you know, when you have the thousand, you go into the next unit, which goes into your meg, your thousand, basically going to your gigabyte. Your thousand gigabytes is one petabyte. And then we go into what? Exabytes. Exabytes. So I would say by next year, yeah. we're going to start being able to own a home product that's going to support petabytes. Wow. I think by the end of next year, we're going to start seeing petabytes. Why? Video, it uses so much space. It does. It uses yeah. so much anybody space. anybody who knows that, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and the thing I got to say in the video, I got to give them a kudos, kudos on this. This is a really sleek, sexy card. I mean, just the way it's designed, the way they put the fan on it. I mean, it looks really nice, but I don't think it's worth that money. Um, you know, and, and you know, Quadro, uh, basically the way they're doing this right now, they're trying to drop the branding and, and now they're trying to get rid of things because what they're trying to do, Marcus, is they want to make things sound more professional. Remember I said to you that they're going to raise the price tag because it sounds like French or another country? Well, now they feel if they can get, you know, I guess more corporate, more professional sounding, well, I guess they can get the bigger bucks that way. You're going in a different way, the back door. It's really sneaky, and <laughs> we, we, we suspect this was going to come, and, you know, yeah. you know John, you, you, you prophesized this, you know. <laughs> we should call you Prophet John Morley, you know, of Jay Moore, so. <laughs> uh, but, you know, something interesting is that these cards are going to go out, and you know what's going to happen? I don't know if it's going to be three months, six months. There's going to be a brother that's going to come out. Yeah. Instead of being a 6,000, it might be the 7,000. And that card is going to probably be just a little bit more. And I would be a bit surprised if this card drops, not thousands, right. maybe 500. And then drops a little lower. So I, I think um, it's definitely good what they're doing, but they're being very sneaky. And people honestly don't need to buy this card. They're going to go for the data centers. They're going to start selling cloud-managed GPUs. This is where they're going. This is where they're going. But I, I could talk all night about that. I won't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. something, uh, something a little more interesting is our friends. You know, our friends Apple, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm very <laughs> curious about uh, what what they're up to. Well, Apple's. I'm still waiting for this phone, which they said is going to come out. It hasn't come out yet, and because of issues, they were working on the, the watch and all kinds of other nonsense, and they're blaming everything on COVID markets. But you know, uh, Apple actually is suing. An iPhone recycler. Are you kidding me? I am serious. A oh hundred thousand uh, phones, watches, and other paraphernalia of Apple. You know, the Apple, let's say, uh, umbrella there. Because you got phones, you got all kinds of different Apple things. A uh, hundred thousand of those were recycled, Marcus, improperly by GIP. If that's the right pronunciation. Um, it's not Jeep like Jeep, it's Geep, like G-E-E-P. So they right. were a contractor, and they actually resold these devices. Now, here's the funny part, Marcus. They, they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, right? Right. Well, they don't deny it. 
Yeah. They there, there, was a, there, were, there was a couple of these companies that used to exist. I, I mean, you know, we talked about this the other day, cradle to grave. When we take a drive from a customer's site or client's site, we take the drive, we put it into a lockbox. We give it a serial number, barcode. It goes into this box. It goes back to our secure facility. And then it has to go through some processes. But to get where that drive is, it's got to get through six or seven access control doors. So first of all, the drive's not going to be taken out anytime soon. And it's under camera, okay? But even if somebody saw the box, they're not going to be able to get to it because it's also locked. And then that box has to be, the drive has to be taken out. It has to be degouged, uh, which can take, uh, we use a Peter Goldman method, which is the, it's even higher than the Department of Defense. It will wipe that drive in anywhere from, depending on the drive size, seven to 30 days. And once that drive is wiped, you think we're done there? No, not at all. Not at all. No, no, no. Then that drive's got to be ripped apart, and we got to separate the things that are actually going to be things that are going to be recycled on that drive. And then the drive will go to a Class D approved recycling facility that we actually take it to, and we eyewitness it. And then it gets destroyed, and then it gets boiled. Hmm. That data ain't coming back. Now, we do data recovery. But I'm sure there's no way in in any way that that data is coming back with it being boiled. There's just no way. Oh, no, not I, at I've all. actually yeah. taken parts of the drive to show people, uh -huh. look, here was your drive and it was destroyed. I had a couple clients who were like, well, we don't believe you. I'm like, well, you could pay us for a video eyewitness so you could see the drive <laughs> being destroyed for your own. And, and people pay this money because the companies, even though we're reputable, their hide is on the line, Marcus. There's so many companies out there, whether it's banks or stock markets, they used to let companies take the computers home. But what was happening is they weren't erasing the drives properly. And now you know what comes happens? comes back to bite them in the end. Because now that big publicly traded company is getting sued because it has their phone number on it. Call here to report this serial number. It's still tracked. They didn't decommission it. So they just made a policy that they're just not going to allow that anymore. I don't think that was the best way to handle that, but they should have properly decommissioned it and then transferred. But, you know, these big companies, they're lazy, Marcus. That's the problem. Yeah. But, you know, thinking about being lazy and speaking about in technology, sometimes, you know, with the pandemic and things going on, you know, we've had hackers around the world doing all kinds of things. But, you know, something that's happening interesting right now is there are a lot of hackers actually in the United States that are just people like you and I that are starting to do things. They're not bad people, but for whatever reason, they're actually starting to do bad things. Remember I told you that technology could be used for good or for bad? Well, our next guest that I'm very privileged to bring on, Dr. Michael Nicitelli, uh, actually specializes in this. Uh, he is a, has a psychology degree in New York, um, licensed psychologist. He is a cyber psychology researcher and online safety educator. He has completed his clinical psychology doctoral degree in 1994 from Adler University. In 2009, Dr. Nicitelli finalized his online aggressor concept called iPredator. And since 2010, Dr. Nicitelli has educated and advised the private and public sector involving cyberbullying, cyberstalking, internet addiction, and online safety. And before we bring him out, the thing I want to let you know is, you know, cyberbullying 
used to not be such a big deal, but it's becoming a big deal that schools are having programs and cyber stalking. You know, when you make a claim to the police and you state something and it's not true, you know, they have to take you at your word value because they don't know if the person is really doing that. So they have to protect themselves. So without any further ado, please help me welcome uh, to our show, uh, Dr. Michael Nicitelli. How you doing, Mr. Morley? How you doing, Marcus? And I gotta say, I have never heard of a petabyte. I'm wondering how many zeros follows a petabyte. Never heard of that before. So uh, that's a good question. <laughs> so that that's the next stage. Uh, but petabyte is, um, is 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 where we're going. And and a petabyte is actually composed of a prefix. So if you want the actual number, uh, it's 1024 <laughs> to the fifth bytes. Wow. Which is 12% greater, uh, which is two to the 50th power. Mm -hmm. Big number. So it's a big number, but you know, we're not that far away from it because we are actually going to be um, seeing that now because terabytes, uh, with everything happening with storing our loved one's data, it's not enough space. Fascinating. All I can say is welcome to the information age. Exactly. And Dr. Nishitelli, again, uh, welcome again. Welcome to the Jay Moore Tech thank Talk Show. We, we thank you for coming and being a guest tonight. You know, and I just want to ask you, uh, what you do is really amazing. What actually got you involved uh, in this field? Like, what got you so passionate about this? Well, I, I've always been fascinated. Obviously, I got involved. To be honest, <laughs> is I fell in love, for those of you that are baby boomers and X-Gen, I fell in love with the Bob Newhart show. Actually fell in love with Suzanne Plachette, who was Bob Newhart's wife. And then in eighth grade, I knew then and there I had to become a psychologist. And that's why I became a psychologist, hoping I would one day. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. I meet Suzanne Plachette. But uh, my interest in what I call the dark side of human consciousness, back in 2006, I wrote a concept called dark psychology. And then just over the years, I became fascinated. And then along comes the internet, the information age, information technology. And that's when I realized if you're a criminal, the depraved, uh, the perverse, where better else to go than online? I I have a great respect for what you do. I uh, I don't do it to the gravity you do. I'm an engineer, and I had one little little bit of a, a dip in that, and that was when I helped prosecute two people for stealing scripts from a hospital. And uh, it started to make me understand that you know there is a difference, isn't it, Doctor Tully, between what happens in somebody's I guess life, what we know every day as let's say I was named Joe in real life, but online I'm named Bob. 
There's a difference. So you had started something called Offline Distress Dictates Online Response or Odor. That's a mouthful. Can you simplify that for our audience? Thank you. Because the concept of iPredator presents eight different types of online assailants. Oh, wow. The subconcepts that is probably even more important than iPredator is Odor. Offline Distress Dictates Online Response. The fancy acronym is Odor. And basically what it means is however my offline life is going, whether I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm intoxicated, I'm psychiatric, uh, it's going to have a direct impact on how I gather information, how I exchange information, and how I disseminate information online. And I truly believe odor plays a major role in being both the online assailant the eye predator mm-hmm. and target. I believe odor is is something that's got to be studied. It, it's fascinating, and you know, I was I was uh, reading not too long ago. You probably know Google's uh, phishing scams are up mm-hmm. over over two hundred percent. Yes, since COVID, and you probably know too. With everything happening with COVID, uh, this has probably gotten worse, hasn't it? Because people are home. Well, they're home. They're isolated, and you know, we can certainly say boredom. But what it really comes down to, I mean, obviously, odor, I mean, in the pre-information age and an offline world, my psychological functioning has a direct impact on how I behave. But I truly believe as it relates to my online life and identity, it really has a different impact to where a person is more apt apt to be, let's say, racist, more apt to be vitriolic. And because he or she can hide behind a computer screen, uh, that aspect, that dark side of human consciousness, to me, it's much easier to come out. You just hit the nail on the head, Dr. Nishtella. You know, for a while, uh, and back when I was in in, uh, uh, grammar school, and I remember doing dial-up and all that, and it wasn't so much important because the, the information wasn't moving as fast. Now it's moving fast. We can have video and all these things, but... People were not having video cameras back then. Mm-hmm. And still the, the crime people don't really have video cameras because they don't want their real image to be seen. Well, think about it this way, Mr. Marley. In a pre-information age world, let's no matter how perverse and depraved my fantasies and thoughts were, I had to get off my fat ass, get into a car, and have to go drive somewhere or maybe write a letter to meet others who had the same obsessions, the same perversities uh, that I did. Well, now, not only do I not have to do that, but I can connect to hundreds, if not thousands of other people across the world who have the same identical perversity that I have. And that's the dark web. We don't go into too much of how to get on because we don't want to teach people how to do that. But there is the dark web and people every day are unfortunately learning about that we don't share how to do it but they're learning how to connect to that community and i don't know why but i guess they just uh, they just get drawn to it and and not to disagree with you mr but when I, it's not i mean obviously the dark web exists but most of what is occurring in terms of whether we're talking about child pornography obviously the dark web is used but in terms of the typologies the eight different types of online assessment the vast majority are engaged in the internet. The so dark- things like things like our Facebook, uh, not so much on LinkedIn, but our Facebook, our social media. And although they've all tried to, I guess, break, they try to step in to do, I think the only one that's not regulating things right now is Twitter. Everybody right. else is kind of very 
uh, controlled. And I eventually believe Twitter's going to get shut down too with this. But uh, I mean, you saw what happened with Craigslist. We read what happened in the papers many years ago. So I think this is just like you said, there, there isn't a lot of laws about what can and can't be done online. That's why I guess for cyberbullying right now, um, it's a problem. And I guess in schools, it's a big problem too, isn't it? It is. And it's important to know that cyberbullying, at least here in the United States, cyberbullying is a pediatric problem occurring among children, aka minors. The adult form of cyberbullying would be cyber harassment, internet trolling, and then the the other part, which maybe we can talk at a later time, is cyberstalking. Um, cyberstalking, which can occur with children, but cyberstalking is the, a threat of direct or indirect harm to one's physical safety. And if it's done repetitively, it's cyberstalking and it can become quite dangerous. I had a client, I uh, had clients many times, but the client said to me, you know, well, we're, he doesn't know any better. Well, see, you don't understand that one time is one time, but when you make a habit of something, it's never just once. It's that over and over again. And that's not an accident. That's a, that's a, something of a premeditated thing, I'm guessing. Well, I'm not in a term of a plausible deniability. I didn't know. I, I was yeah. just, I mean, that's actually one of the, you know, in my triad of cyberbullies amongst children, I call them the ignorant cyberbully, where when they are caught, they say, well, I didn't know. I was just joking. So let me ask you this, and this may be, we didn't really talk about this, but what, what would you say, what does a parent do if they suspect their, I mean, obviously we have things like we can protect what sites they go on. We have so much technology, and we're going to talk about that probably another show when you come on, and we'll talk about how we can prevent that. But what does a parent do when they have, maybe it's a, uh, I mean, it's a different, uh, maybe it's a, um, a different marriage, or maybe uh, uh, no, an older brother is watching a younger brother or, or a niece or cousin. What does somebody do that older guardian, that 18 plus person, if that's all they have, or the 21 person or the adult, what does somebody do when they suspect something like this? What do it's you advise? It is engage, engage the, the child in talking about it. Even if the adult, and I, I, I know this sounds, we could talk at a later, I call it digital dinner, where parents and or the primary caregiver every Wednesday, let's say, orders pizza. You sit down, you open up the box of pizza, and the adult's goal is to play stupid. So even if there is a student, as, as Marcus right, said, right, 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 right. they have to act as if they know nothing about this Snapchat. What is it? So they take on this demeanor and they eventually get the child to open up and teach them about social media and what's going on. And by establishing that role, they're able to eventually get to a place where the child's going to open up to them and tell them a little bit about what's really going on. So it's, so it's basically something the parents have to do. It's almost like an educational program that the parents need to know about or what to do or the parents need to be educated on how to confront them. Because I think the biggest challenge I always hear, um, which I don't know if I shared with you that I'm a first responder, mm -hmm. and sometimes we get is we get people that are aggressive. So the problem is, is the child becomes aggressive and the parent doesn't know what to do in that case. Is that, is that something common or is this more of an isolated situation? Well, we're moving into family dynamics. Yeah. yeah. There's so many different combinations of family systems. And now we're living in an age where, you know, unfortunately, they're divorced and then you have primary caregiver. Essentially, the way I look at it is an adult and then a child. What does an adult do? Now, an adult can be a permissive primary caregiver. They can be a 
other end, they could be authoritarian. But what I suggest is take the middle of the road and be authoritative, which is basically to be democratic with your child, but to also have boundaries, particularly as it relates to social media, how much time you're allowing them to be okay. on and do you buy them an iPhone or or a smart a mobile device that they can walk out of the house and use it all and do, and do whatever they want? And now, if you do those type of things, which is smart, a lot of parents don't. They say, "Well, he's kids; they're going to learn it in school anyway." That's not a great attitude. My thing is, is that if this parent's doing whatever they're doing or or they're not doing, the biggest challenge I've seen, and I see this every day, is that well, he's eighteen. Oh, I want my privacy, and they put this attitude up because there's the issue that I'm an adult now and I want my privacy. Mm -hmm. So that's the challenge I see is that, so yes, the person, it's not, if it's, if it's in the six-year-old or the eight-year-old, it's a big different story. When it becomes an 18-year-old, something like that, or in this range, it's like, okay, well now I'm an adult. Correct. And, even, and so I guess that becomes a problem because privacy, you know, they want to not, I guess it's a relationship issue. They don't want to cause that problem. So I guess it's a, it's a real fine line they have to walk, isn't it? Oh, it's, 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 it's well, eggshells. It's always been a fine line with parenting, you know, particularly, I mean, with children's different, you know, their psychological makeups, some are, some are easy to deal with, some are malleable, some are very rigid, some are oppositional defiant, some are narcissistic, and unfortunately, some actually engage in illegal activities. But what it comes down to, getting back to information technology, social media, it's the willingness as a parent to sit down and look silly if you have to, but also to engage your child. But it's knowing, particularly with teenagers, they're not going to want to tell you anything about it, you know, because it's not cool and it's none of your business, mom. That, that, that's, that's exactly the point. I know um, I, I'm also an Eagle Scout and I know when I was a, a den leader or I had to lead some of the people, you had to play stupid a little bit exactly. and say, well, gee, what are you doing? What do you mean you don't know? I'm like, I have no idea. You never went out. No, we never went out at night. We never did. We never did any of that. Oh, well, just tell me. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like, oh, well, you really are not bright. And it's like, you're bright. <laughs> They're like, you really are from the other side. And they would they would always put this tag. I always got the tag to me like, gee, you're really naive. Well, that's what I appear to be. I don't tell. <laughs> so I think that's I think it's a game, a little bit of a game. But I think the problem is, is that the kids use this as a tactic to. I guess control or manipulate, especially when it's a divorce situation, they use this as a control tactic. Most certainly. I, I think one of the big, particularly as we now live in the COVID environment and going forward, I believe it's going to continue. And now what we have is, as many of your viewers understand, is the VLE, the virtual learning environment. Now, yes, yes. Prior to COVID, and I, I don't know the exact foundation, maybe it was Pew, that came out and said that kids were spending anywhere between 11 and 14 hours a day online. Yeah. That was in a pre-COVID environment. Now we have a COVID environment. We have, you know, remote learning, VLE, and anybody can go look at my cyberbullying tactics, 42 of them I wrote six years ago. Not that I'm prophetic, but I had VLE cyberbullying because what's going to happen now is kids are going to be spending a lot of time fulfilling their educational requirements in VLE. Then VLE. get out of VLE. And what are they doing? Snapchat, Kick, Instagram. The kids are not really using Facebook, but this is what they're doing. So now when you think about it, 
How much time are they spending offline, outside in, in the yard, maybe playing baseball or football or playing in the ground or, or doing mm-hmm. something other than being online? I, I think I think it's the problem. And I, I use this this uh, a phrase, and Marcus has heard me say this before, is that you know you wouldn't give your credit card out to a total stranger, but why are you doing over the internet? Well, that is obvious. I mean, there's many different, uh, you know, internet safety tips. I mean, what that comes down to is the fact, Mr. Morley, and I, and I, and again, I'm human. I'm a psychologist. People don't think to practice online safety. People don't. I, I, think, I think, think you're right. It amazes me, and I, and you know, and again. Maybe if I was a teenager in my 20s, maybe if I didn't become obsessive and, and study and learn and write I Predator, maybe I would be the same way, but I'm not. Um, I know when I'm online, again, I also know about odor, that I have to check myself and just basically breathe. So if I've had a crappy day at work, not that that happens often. Right. If I come home and I get online, I just, you know, tap myself in the set and chill out. Um, I've been heavily trolled over the last 10 years. Um, and now you said trolled just for our viewers. Cause again, I don't think all of our viewers know what trolled means. So just what does that mean in, in simple terms for our viewers? Well, that's one of the eight typologies An internet okay. troll is somebody, he goes online, usually in social media and commenting, but also through email and their sole job is to provoke and inflame a, a situation. That's what an internet troll is. And what do they feel? They feel, you know, an ego boost because they're able to upset you. And then there's the other side of this, too, where there's the person that's not the victim, but they become the victim because the other person is trying to make them think they're the victim. And they cause all these problems and they are not secure with themselves and they cause a problem when there was really no problem, but... I just think people don't realize, I guess, what the tongue does. And when they say something or make a complaint, you can't just erase it. Like once it passes your lips, it has to be investigated. It has to be, it just, you know, you can't just say that because you had a bad day or because something went wrong. People seem to think, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because I've heard this. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. I have, since I wrote I Predator in 2010, after working on the weekends, I have volunteered uh, helping folks confidentially, helping them who have been cyberstalked, cyberbullied, trolled, character assassinated. Um, I have heard every possible situation. It, it just amazes me that I can't get folks to understand that what you disseminate online, you can delete it all you want. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> it disappears. I, it, it, when you put something online, it's there and there for because it's 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 you don't have control of the cache and where it's been, and that's why they have these reputation services that say they'll remove it, but they really don't remove it. They just put more stuff up so that it falls down to the bottom of the stack. It really never gets deleted. It won't be in a stack that you and I will see just by looking quickly. And, and real quick, related to internet trolls. It, yeah which I added is called the predatory troll. Okay. Now, the internet troll, their job is to just forgive my friends to piss you off online. The predatory troll, however, which has matured throughout the, we're at the beginning of the information age, their job, and they usually will encourage or manipulate others to join them. They're not just trying to get you mad and upset online. 
They go after you, your loved ones. They will contact your job. They will go after if you're applying for school. They will build websites that that defame you. So now that that, that is just that is just ruthless. That is scary. That is just like so. I don't have a word for it. Here, here's the in 2014, the University of Manitoba, God bless Canada, came out with a huge study, and what they said. Internet trolls were at a higher rate of being psychopathic, sadistic, Machiavellian, and what's the other one? Psychopathic, sadistic, Machiavellian, and I forget forget the fourth one, but the big three, sadistic, psychopathic, Machiavellian, as you know, the ends just Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992 now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Justify the means, uh, that is what university managed, and I have found that to be true. So we're we're just about at the end. We've kind of gone a little over, but I just want to ask you one more thing before I do wrap up with you here. This has been really educational. I'm sure our viewers have found this. I know I've found this very educational, and uh, we definitely want to ask you to come back again and probably be a, a resident expert of ours because I think uh, uh, psychology with technology, I think it's like uh, if you like uh, cookies and milk or peanut butter and jelly, hopefully you like that, or spaghetti and meatballs, they go together. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love to have you as a resource to come back when we have different things and to talk about many of those things that you've done. But the last question I have for you is what maybe three or four tips can you give our viewers uh, that they can take immediately uh, to try to prevent themselves from this type of environment? Well, thank you. And number four from the University of Manitoba, it just came in, is narcissistic. So real quick, narcissistic, sadistic, psychopathic, and Machiavellian internet trolls. But in terms of the one tip that I can suggest, it's very simple to reduce your probability of being targeted, being character assassinated to fame is never, ever, never, ever, no matter how much you think you're in love with somebody, do not share or exchange sexually suggestive information, whether it's a text message, certainly not videos and not images, because God forbid, if you end up breaking up, getting a divorce or engage in an adversarial relationship, as we all know, it's called revenge porn. It's also called sextortion. So the worst anybody can do is share sexually suggestive content online. I think I think even the people that try to do these dating scams, like whether it's the, the officers or the you know the military people, nothing against them, but they all have this scam or this game where they want to have the lady buy the ticket, and yeah. then oh, I can come home, but you have to pay for the ticket to go back because the military. I never heard anything so nonsense. Okay, I mean. The thing is, and again, I understand if I was living, you know, if I was younger, I probably would have been doing the things that I'm telling everyone not to do. But no matter how much in love you think you are with somebody, 
tell, give them a kiss, show them your nudity when you're face to face. But Do not online. Share it online. New. No. And somebody that doesn't understand that is probably not somebody you should even be entering a relationship with because they're not somebody that's going to be very stable. Agreed. Well, well Dr. Nichitelli, this has been a real pleasure having you Thank on you. our show tonight. And like I said, we'll definitely have you coming back. We consider you a resident expert on anything with technology and psychology. We're definitely going to consult you. Thank and you. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed being a guest tonight. I know I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our viewers have learned quite a bit. Thank you. And stay internet safe and COVID safe. Thanks. And just give us uh, give us your website for our viewers. Okay. It's www.ipredator.co. That's no M after the C-O. ipredator.co. Everything is free in public domain. Well, Dr. Nicitelli, is a, he's a great guy. And you guys know I bring quality people on here. And he really does care about the people. And uh, he just wants to help people. So, again, we feel privileged to have him as a resident expert. Welcome. And uh, we'll definitely be having you back again. So, again, we'll stay safe. And thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you. Take care. So, Marcus, that was really interesting, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed that one. That was quite quite. I, I mean, I, I mean, you know, technology oh, yeah, that was a is treat. something. But, that I was mean, a treat. did that open up some eyes for you? Yeah, it was it was quite quite the you know the, the one that I can share with my kids and you know apply instantly. You know, there was a lot of nuggets dropped there and the tail end of that, you know, um whew, boy, if people ain't um ain't ain't, ain't listen and, and ain't and won't learn from anything from this, I don't know what to tell them. But I gotta tell you something. So, you know, we are picky about getting guests and uh we want the right guests and uh, we interview people and if they don't click right, we don't bring them on. You know, I, I knew that this person had a passion to have the vision we did, which is to help people. And yeah. like I said, so uh, Dr. Gitelli is going to become a resident expert of ours. When we have any kind of cyber issues, we're going to bring him back in and, and talk about things. Maybe there's something that comes up and we're going to see what was going on in the psychology of the minds of but learn so much. And do you think you, you, uh, you learn some things about how to tr talk to your kids about things? They're not as old, obviously, but did you learn yeah. about how to be naive? I mean, that was a very, not new to me because I did it in scouts, but because people always say, yeah. John, you know, you're, 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 you're really stupid. I'm like, yeah, I am. And they're like, you're just so stupid. And, and they always say, John, you know, you're not street smart. I'm like, well, you, I'm saying to myself, you think I'm not street smart. I'm not. And then like, and then I just kind of keep, but that's the whole thing. And then they want to just give you so much. So that was just really, what was the highlight for you of his talk? I think it was just so amazing. What, what did you like the most about his talk? I, I think the, the biggest, you know, uh, eye opener, you know, was, you know, again, you know, the, the exchanging of like information, um, you know, at, at the end, you know, like, so many of us, like, you know, we, we get, get into these relationships with people and, you know, we we think it's OK to start, you know, um, exchanging like pictures getting, of getting each other, personal with them too you know, getting, personal, getting, getting cozy. And, you know, yeah. then before you know yeah. it, you get got revenge coming back. And then the, uh, the, the different characteristics of uh, the, uh, the uh, online predators, uh, you know, those who, you know, are cyberbullying, you know, um, you know, the, the, you know the, we... I, they are narcissists. <laughs> they are. They do have they, these. They, they're narcissists, and the thing that I realize, and it just kind of it, is that some of these people are doing things to reverse the victim. So they're trying to make yeah. you seem like you're a victim, or I'm a victim. 
but I'm not the victim. But yet they'll come and tell you or tell me, oh, well, John did this or Marcus did this. And then they think you're the bad guy, but you're not. Exactly. exactly. And this this just, you know, I know technology, but I'm not a psychologist. And, and Dr. Natelli is an amazing, he is very gifted. And I'm very yeah. grateful that we found him. And he's our resident expert now, so we're definitely going to yeah. have him back again. So I'm always uh, happy to talk topic, to a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, if you have a, uh, again, we're not here to talk about general psychology. We're here to talk about psychology as it relates to technology. Yeah. So we're yeah. not going to help you with your day or things like that, or help you do things like that. We're, we're you know, he's he's a he's a specialist in in this area. Uh, but you know, I want to say that it, it's important because you know the thing that we try to do with the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show is we try to give you not just information about technology, but things that are really gonna help you be able to live your life right after you get off this show. Things that you can literally apply right after you, you finish watching our show. And um, just really interesting, especially that odor. But now to move on to other topics, because I could keep talking about that for a long time. Uh, there's some more rumors in the news. Have you heard about this, uh, Marcus, what the government's doing now about the antitrust? We we said that you said this was coming, you know, John. Yeah, you know, know. Um, Facebook's in trouble. They're they're in a lot of trouble, and it's this 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 snowball is going down the mountain. You know, a thousand miles per hour now. It is, but here's a problem: the government is believing that it's going to get thrown out mm. because they don't have. I should say. Our Facebook's means is going to get thrown out because they believed that it was thrown out in the past. Now, they're going to have to really find something on these people because they're all sitting in prison. Oh, they're never going to touch us because mm -hmm. the other ones got thrown out. So they're going to have to really approach this differently or it's going to be a problem. And what I see happening is if they don't approach it differently, then it's going to pass. But then when something else happens, it's going to become 10 or 100 times worse. And we're going to kick ourselves in the behind like, why didn't we, why didn't we take care of this? I mean, yeah. we are saying that Twitter is the only social media that doesn't, I think they're the only ones that don't censor things. Everybody else has a censorship for social media. And, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I'm not saying that everything should be censored, but what I am saying is, is that you have to vet whether you're dealing with somebody that's over 21. I mean, they don't check that. No. I don't think they should be censoring our speech, okay? But I don't think it gives people the right to be able to make accusations or claims or you know say anything bad about anybody but if somebody wants to have that online that's their prerogative but they have to be 21 and you can't be exploiting people like children they can't have pornography which is people that are under a certain age they can't do that that that's just something you got to check yourself at the door and and that's something you got a problem if that's happening to you and and I feel that these social media places are starting to just think of it as the money but right now Twitter's the only one that's not taking a stance on this. TikTok hasn't really passed a verdict, but I think because it's U.S. owned now, I think they might suddenly get in bed and start saying, hey, you know, we better do something. I mean, Facebook, we saw what they did with the ads and Facebook. They're still kowtowing to the people spending the most money. Twitter is doing that, but Facebook's yeah. not allowing any ads uh, that would be of a, of a sexual nature. But yet, you know what they're doing? They are still allowing boards to exist. And they're just not going after them. They're claiming they don't exist. So they're really kind of playing, aren't they? Yeah, they really playing a lot of games here. And they, they really, you know, tiptoeing the line. And I don't like you know, it. I don't like I don't, it. I don't like it at all myself. And you know, to me, 
Uh, it, it just looks like, you know, what you have to deal with if you were under a federal, federal investigation with the FBI. You know, you're just building a case for yourself. And uh, sooner or later, like you said, you know, it's going to bite are, you. Are, yeah. We gonna, are we going to wait for the worst thing, you know, to happen and then say, why didn't we get these guys earlier? Or, you know, or, you know, are we going to get them now? You know, so. Speaking about major issues, this is a real doozy. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. you know, we're, we're in a current pandemic. If you didn't know we're this is this where's a pandemic in case you didn't know we're in a pandemic. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, they were reporting uh, the cases wrong in the British government. Did you hear about this? They were yeah, reporting I, the I, pandemic yeah, cases. wrong. This happened because good old Microsoft had an Excel problem that misreported pandemic cases because they couldn't go two to the 20th power. Mm. which is basically 1,048,576 rows for those who want to be technical. That's not just a glitch. I remember using one of the payroll companies many years ago when I put uh, I put the zeros in like I normally was supposed to put in. Well, instead of taking $10,000 out, I tried to take a million dollars out. Oh, wow. I'd say that's more than a glitch, don't you think? Yeah, that's way more than a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like somebody fell asleep on the job. And they said that they're working on that. Uh, the only thing worse than that, I have to tell you, I, I'm not a big fan of these cable companies, especially uh, the Optimum and these Altis people. And, and I'll talk about more of them on another show, but they don't seem to know what they're doing, Marcus. I don't care that they're outsourcing their sales and stuff, but you get these people, and I get they have kids at home. I get it. But you can't have people yelling and screaming and then a parakeet chirping in the background. I can't hear you. Oh, I say, wow, I cannot hear you. What are you saying? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And he comes back and says, I, can you speak up? Because there's a parakeet. I can't hear you, sir. I know there's a parakeet in the back. You have to speak yeah. up louder. I mean, seriously. And these companies, now this one's from France, but I don't care where they're from. I just say shame on them. They don't know what they're doing, and I just don't get how they can exist and make money, Marcus. How does it happen? Yeah, they, you know, they they really just just really push it to the limit, and they they really take their chances. And I, I think they just don't really take into consideration the people they're serving. I mean, when you give people wrong information, like what office is open, what office is not open, you schedule an appointment. I know I called the other day and uh, I was upgrading to a larger service and uh, they told me I can't install the modem myself. I had to wait a month and a half for somebody to come out and install it because they're so, so busy. Then they send a company out, a third party company. The guy doesn't even know how to put the router in bridge mode, which in, in English sense is to make the router, the modem dumb. So it's not a router, it's just a modem to pass the information through to my, to my, uh, to my router. And they didn't know, and they said, oh, we don't support that. And when he left, my service was 50% slower than when he got there. Oh, Jesus. And yeah. the service was supposed to be 100 times, 50 times faster to what I had previously. A 75% difference? Yeah, that's terrible, John. That, 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 is, that is terrible. Then I call the guy up uh, the next day. Oh, you call my boss. Uh, he come over. What do you mean? Well, you call Pepe. He come over. Well, I, 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 now I can't. I'm busy. Okay, you call him. He come. I call him up. 
And he goes, oh, you have to call cable back. Well, your, your guy said, no, 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 no. We left already. The job is closed. What do you mean the job is closed? No, no, it's closed. But it doesn't work. Well, that's why you have to call technical support. You have the number? Yeah, I have the number. I call technical support. I can't get through to them until 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Due to an overwhelming something of calls, we, we your call, uh, there may be an extended whatever hold time. I'm like, now they do this to discourage you, Marcus. Like they tell you it's going to be 45 minutes. So I'm going to hold for the son of the guns. Do you know how long I right. waited for? I waited two minutes. They were trying to discourage me. I get on the phone. I'm now on the phone about an hour. I speak to somebody. And then I finally get to somebody else that maybe has a clue in the United States now. After I went through three people, they didn't know what they were talking about. And then they said to me, oh, uh, yeah, we're going to get this on a callback. This is like 7.49. Yeah, we're going to get somebody out there. Don't you worry. We're going to get them there by 8 o'clock. Tomorrow? No, tonight. I'm like, tonight? He's like, yeah, yeah, this is an emergency. We're going to get somebody right out there. I'm like, you're short tonight? Yeah, we get you going to be 8 o'clock. This is important. All right. Can I get your name? No, 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 no. We, we're going to call you. All right. I hang up. Five minutes, 8 o'clock comes. You know what I do. I call him back. I said, where's my guy? Oh, sir, uh, yeah, they're coming out. Another guy. Uh, but this guy doesn't speak a lot of English. They're coming tonight. They're still coming. Oh, yeah, they're definitely coming tonight. Okay, what time? Between 8, he said 8 o'clock. No, no, they're coming between 8 and 11. You mean between 8 p.m. and 11 p.m.? Yeah, they're coming. It's an emergency. All right. So guess what I do? I wait till 11 o'clock at night. I call them back. It's like maybe, I don't know, I call them back at 10 to 11, quarter 11. I'm like, this is such and such. Oh, can you verify your address? Can you... Oh, we have to verify it. So we go through verification. He checks everything. I said, where's the guy? Oh, let me pull up your account. Give me a moment. Okay. Pulls up my account. Oh, okay. How can we help you? Well, where's the technician? Oh, uh, the technician's not coming. What do you mean he's not coming? Oh, it's a past the call time. Well, he said between 8 and 11. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't go out after 8. Well, <laughs> he was coming at 8. Well, he missed the call. He's not coming tonight. Well, what am I supposed to do? Okay, we get you somebody tomorrow. Well, I'm busy tomorrow. Well, how about Friday? Oh, I'm busy Friday. How about the weekend? Uh, Saturday, Sunday. He said, we could do that. I said, uh, he said, Sunday's better for us. We'd rather come on Sunday. All right, come on Sunday. When can you come? He said, when do you want us? I said, uh, come first thing in the morning, 8 o'clock. Oh, we can't come at 8. He just asked me, when can you come? Uh, he says, I said, it's 9 o'clock. I said, 9 o'clock is perfect. So we don't, we're not available at 9. I said, well, when can you come out? He said, we can come between 11 to. Why did you ask me when you could come out? Well, we wanted to see when you were available. Well, why didn't you just say we have a time available in this slot or this slot? We have an 11 to 2, a 2 to 5, or we have a 5 to five to 8, which they probably won't show up at. Okay, we come we come at uh, uh, the, the 8 to uh, 11 to 2. I said, oh. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303 292 9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, fine. They're going to come out. They call me this morning on my cell phone. This is optimum. 
we're calling with a very important message with you regarding your account. You can call our advanced, our advanced tech line, which will actually prevent a technician from even having to come out and fix the problem on site. I'm like, are these people like with the program? The problem is at the tap. It's not in my house. The problem was working with the old modem. Okay, we're going to take care of that one. Sir, I am busy. I don't have time to talk to you. Okay, so what do you, you have a problem? I need you to come out. Okay, we come out Sunday. Well, why are you calling me? Oh, we figure we could walk you through something. There's nothing to walk through. Okay, you sound right. Oh, wow. Marcus, I, I mean, I swear. I Jeez. swear. And I'm going to let you know the yeah. story when this, actually, this is going to be a, I'm going to follow this story to let you know when it gets resolved. It's a month and a half that I asked to upgrade my service. Yeah, this, this, this shouldn't have been the case. You know, how can these companies have this type of money, you know, that they're getting from you, obviously? <laughs> but here's the best part. They started charging me for the darn service already. So what am I going to do? Oh, don't worry. We're going to put a credit on your ticket when it gets fixed. What, a whole $10 for the month? Wow. I mean, you laugh, but it's like, this is crazy. So I don't know. So I think Microsoft's got to get on the ball with their Q&A, right? <laughs> yeah, they do. They, they, I think they're... <laughs> I think they're still kind of lacking in that department. And I don't think they, you know, I don't think a lot of these companies have like, you know, really just went out and, and, and just invested in customer service. I, you know, it, it seems like they need a bit of some questions. Um, well, some classes on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they need to have a certification to be able, you know, you have certifications for everything, for engineering, for electrical, for plumbing, for all this other nonsense, right? Right. Well, uh, we should have a certification for you to be able to use the telephone. Yeah, you do. Especially if you're yeah. not in the United States. It's not required for U.S. people. But if you're outside the United States, you have to take a four-week course on customer service satisfaction. You have to get an 80 or better. And you have to keep taking it every three months. Yeah, it should be an ongoing thing. And 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 then the feedback should actually count, you know, so the customer feedback. Exactly. They say to me, well, what would you want to give us a fee? You want to give us survey? I said, first of all, you don't want my survey. If I were to give you a survey, you're probably not going to have a job. Okay. Thank you on that one. We're so sorry on that. I said, stop apologizing and fix the problem. Okay. You right. You right. I said, look, can you stop reading the script? Just like, Stop it. And and they don't get it. They, they really don't get when you tell them to stop reading the script. I mean, I don't know what their problem is, um, but that's all they're doing. They're reading a script. But some other interesting news, Marcus. Um, Spotify. You ever use Spotify? Yes, I do. I, okay. I've been a customer and, you know, uh, it seems to me that like... Um, what are they doing? They're trying to they're trying to do something different, it seems like, right? Yeah, they're trying to do something different, but they're doing something that somebody else has been doing for years. <laughs> so I Yeah, uh, that's the funny I part. Been doing it for years. And now because they're gonna suddenly do it, it's it's like I don't know, they're well, they all copy. Uh right. and when they copy, the whole idea of copying is not to copy, but to make it better. They always say the person that comes out with something doesn't make the money. It's the second or third reiteration of something that makes mm. the money. But they're just copying exactly. So you're going to be able to punch in the lyrics of a song and get the song title. Yeah, it's not it's not revolutionary technology. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, yeah, nothing really unique about it. But uh, I don't know. Um, it's nice to have, though. It's nice to have. But, you know, that's like the Verizon service. You, know, you get the phone call and it says potential spam. 
Okay, now what do I do? Can you block it? Oh, no, no, we don't do that included. I have Romo, Nomo, Robo. But why doesn't my Nomo Robo pick that up? Like, it does work a lot of the times. And what Nomo Robo does, basically, it stops callers that are appearing to be a Robo caller. But now they have a thing out that you can certify to be a Robo caller. I said, this is just an oxymoron. So if you're a school or something, you could certify to be a Robo caller so the call will get through. Mm. I said, that seems like they're just like, I don't know, that sounds like that could be a trouble waiting to happen. It is. Something right uh, around the corner there. But uh, interesting news, speaking about our friends at Microsoft. So uh, we don't talk about games a lot, you know, but this one kind of hit me. Uh, there's something called an NTSC game, and then there's the, the PAL game. So PAL, so NTSC is the format here for the United States, and PAL is the format for overseas. So if you bought a, let's say, like a video, and this is, I don't think this is so prevalent now, but they were able, they had different speeds uh, to control things. So now they did this with the game. So they had the modded Sega drive. So in, in Europe, if you used a modded Sega drive from the, from the in, uh, in Europe, it would be too slow. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. use the American Sega Genesis, okay, system from, let's say, over from Europe in the PAL, uh, I'm sorry, in the PAL, use that version, the PAL version. Now you're going to have it being too fast. Yeah. So again, NTSC, Europe, too slow. So they've decided, guess what they're going to do? They did this for regional locking to prevent copying and things like that. And, so now what they're doing, Marcus, is they are actually getting rid of regional locking. You know, it took a long time for them to do that. You know, you know how many years has passed, decades, actually. You know how many times you could have went around the world and, and got a, a Sega Genesis somewhere else? And <laughs> I don't know. There, there are other ways to protect software. I, I, I mean, I yeah. remember the day you put a piece of software. I mean, Microsoft still hasn't gotten it. That you have to put a what a sixty billion character in there to, to activate your Windows. Yeah, I mean it just. I, I don't know. There just has to be. I mean, there are better ways. They're just too cheap to do them. It is, yeah. And and, so, and I feel that these companies now they're trying to do you know the online thing where you you know you you pay for the service online. I don't know uh, this service subscription idea, Marcus. I don't like it. I don't like the idea that if I stop paying for something, my software stops running. Although Adobe and a lot of other companies are doing it now. I'm not a fan of it. I think you should be able to still buy the software. I just don't like the idea that you have to keep paying for it every month. Yeah, it's a real weird thing. I still haven't like adjusted to it myself. Adobe Premiere does the same nonsense. Yeah. They do the same, they do the same, the same thing. And uh, I don't know. I just I just feel that everything, Marcus, is moving toward SaaS, software as a service. Okay, but more than software as a service, we're seeing other things as a service. Okay, we're streaming IaaS in infrastructure as a service. IaaS. Okay, so what is that? Well, that's a way of setting up your company virtually without really having a company infrastructure on site. Look at phone systems and things like that. That's already going to that to that level. But things like artificial intelligence, AI as a service. We already mm. have storage as a service, mm. right? Yeah. So I feel that they're trying to do this. You know why, Marcus? They want to get more money. 
And the thing is, they know most small companies cannot afford to pay what it will cost for software uh, for these different services as a non-service, as a product, because they want to charge a lot of money. And so they figure, well, let's just get these people and charge them so much. Even some hosting companies are doing this. They're charging people by the, the minute of hosting. I mean, that's just a nightmare for small businesses. A minute of hosting? So now that's you look terrible. at a bill. Just tell them what the bill is going to be every month. Don't tell them it's so many cents per minute. And if you don't have people that can figure out math, well, what does that cost? Well, it's only service. Well, that just came out to $400. Oh, it only said so many cents a minute. Well, you didn't figure it out properly. Hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's really crazy, Marcus. I think these are all marketing ploys. I think what we're going to start to see is that a lot of these services for, uh, you know, I was talking with a, a vendor just the other day that was rolling out a new type of solution. And they want to offer one that was no, no service. And then they want to offer a pro version that had a service. I said, well, that's not a bad idea. But everything, Marcus, is going to have a service on it. But when it has a service, you know what I'm concerned about? Security of that service. Yeah. Absolutely. And this company I was talking to was making an app before they came to us. And they had a college kid. Now, nothing against a college kid. The first question I asked was, what was it written in and where is it hosted? Oh, it's hosted on, and I'm not going to mention the name. It begins with Go. Uh, and <laughs> and I'm just like, and, and is it on, they don't have enterprise servers. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's like on one of their shared, you don't want to run a business application on a shared server. No? No. Is it behind a firewall? Okay, well, he has another one. He has a friend that he can get us on. It's really cheap. It's like $9 a month. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't want to put your company at risk and your client's data at risk. I think that's the problem, Marcus. People try to do things too cheaply. And I say this, and you hear me see this all the time, pay now or pay later. So pay a little more now, get it done right the first time and get a guarantee, or be cheap and just keep nickel and diming. And then when it breaks, I don't know, two, three, four years down the road, well, you're going to pay a boatload now. Yeah. <laughs> you're headed for a catastrophe, Dan, at that point. And I yeah. think people people yeah. don't get it, right? They, they don't, That extra money, when you look at the cost of something, do can they not figure out the cost of, of what that is? I mean, do they not understand that they're going to pay now or pay later if they're going to be in business? Right? Right. You know, I, I don't think... Um, People come in with that approach. I think people, you know, again, as you as you mentioned, that they're, they're trying to trying to save a couple of extra bucks, think that they're going to get past and, and and really make it uh, make it big that way. But and in, in and I, I want to send a shout out. I see Ann has uh, said hello, so a shout out to Ann B. We don't say last names for security on the air, but thank you for the greetings, Ann. We appreciate you, the Facebook, and all the other people watching us. You know, we want to get more interaction. And just to let you know, before we wrap up here, we had a really great show tonight, didn't we, Marcus? Yes, we our did. shows just our shows just keep getting better, don't they? They they just yeah, keep they getting they keep getting uh, better there. So uh, thank you so much. It's it's you know we're really trying to provide you great quality content. But you know, let us know. Let me know what it is that you want to see on the show. Uh, you can go to jmor.com, click on contact us, and let us know what you want to see on the JMOR Tech Talk Show. If you are a compelling artist in the technology field, and again, you have something that 
you know, you feel would be interesting to our audience, reach out to us and, and, and we'll set up a, a brief call to see if it makes sense to have you come on the air. And remember, it's not salesy. It's going to be educational. And, and that's what it's really about. It's about giving value to our viewers. But if you have a product and you would like me to unbox that product for you and give a review on the product, which is something we do off the Jay Moore Show, um, we're more than happy to do that for you as well on our website. Uh, I think we had a great show, Marcus. What was the highlight of our show tonight, Marcus? I definitely liked the interview. Okay. And, you know, I always like, you know, Facebook getting, you know, getting handed a, a few, you know. So. Uh, we, we'd love to see more of your interaction. We love this family. We welcome you to the Jay Moore Tech Talk family. You are our family, and we love you for being here. Really do love you. And uh, I want to let you know kind of who's coming up the pike just to kind of keep your, uh, you know, give you some, some uh, I guess, some to whet your appetite a little bit. So uh, next week, we have a great show coming up. We don't have a guest next week, uh, but we do have a guest on the 23rd, actually. Uh, we have, I don't know if you know the gentleman's name is Edwin Edaberry, uh, and he is the uh, chief happiness officer uh, for the Happy Neighborhood Project. And he started something called the I Am Happy, um, and we'll talk more about that. And uh, he learned from a, from a university that, Businesses that are happy, people are 37% more likely to do business with them. He was actually on a TED Talk show. So he's coming up. Uh, we have some great guests coming up. But again, we really try to vet these people to make sure. And again, the guest has to either have a connection to technology or they have to use technology in a certain way. And the reason we're bringing him on is so he built a whole um, network, if you will, from the I Am Happy Project to the Happy Neighborhood Project, which incidentally, I'm actually the co-host for New Jersey's uh, largest uh, neighborhood project. And uh, it's it's interesting because uh, the way he used the technology and what he's doing, and that's what we're here to talk to you about. We have another gentleman coming up uh, down the road. He's going to talk about 3D printing and what 3D printing is and what it isn't. So again, we have some great people, and uh, we're going to keep getting you some other great people. Um, and, uh, uh, and you can actually, I see your comment. You can actually, uh, watch the beginning of the show. I believe they can, they can watch the show, uh, complimentary, uh, for 24 hours. Is that correct, Marcus? That's correct. Yeah. So, and you can, you can watch the show completely on us for 24 hours from today. Then after that, we do hope you'll get some value, share it with your friends, your network, your social media, all that stuff, tag us. And uh, we would be so, so grateful. Marcus, this has been an amazing show. They just keep getting better, don't they? Yeah, they do. You know, uh, and then you got a lot of great guests coming up. So I love what you're doing. Let's keep going. And we have a surprise guest coming up, too. We're not going to let the cat out of the bag. But we have a, a guest coming up that we think is going to maybe knock your socks off quite a bit. <laughs> uh, a name that's probably known. We're not going to let the cat out of the bag yet, but we're working on that and some other good guests. And uh, I think you're going to really start enjoying our show. Again, I am John C. Morley. I am a uh, serial entrepreneur, engineer, and I am the talk show host for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. I hope that you all have a wonderful weekend and that you stay safe. You practice social distancing. Use your technology smartly. And if you feel that you're on the fence of possibly maybe following somebody too much, Again, take a breath, maybe count to 10. Don't uh, become a cyber stalker or uh, an uh, inadvertent cyber criminal. We wouldn't want that. 
let your, as, as Dr. Nicitelli said, uh, odor is really important. So if you're behaving a certain way, uh, remember that the way you're behaving online is going to manifest into your outside world. So I think we learned a lot from him. Again, I'm John C. Morley. I want to thank you so much for joining us on this issue, issue uh, of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And I will see you with my wonderful co-host next Friday night at 5.30 p.m. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 88811. That's IT support to 88811, and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.